2: Welcome everybody to this episode of The Working Therapist. I'm Hayden Bullock, your host, and on today's podcast, we have two guests. One is Brandi Cowell. She's a new guest with us today. We're going to be talking about the Healthy Kids Running Series, and Brandi's going to tell us all about this, and, and we're going to talk about PDT's involvement with this whole series. Kirsty Miles is also going to be talking to us about the Healthy Kids Running Series and how PDT was involved with this this year, the whole series, and the benefit about running with kids, and this is just a really exciting podcast. I'm very excited. So thanks, Brandi and Kirsty for being with us today. Thank you. Sure. Brandy, why don't you introduce yourself first and tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and then Kirsty we'll go over to you and you can introduce and tell people what you do here at PDT and then maybe your connection with the Run- Healthy Kids Running Series. How about that?
1: Sure. Well, as a former athlete, I'm a registered dietitian and a certified personal trainer. Health and wellness, fitness has always been a passion for me. I'm the mom of two boys and I hope to inspire this in them as well. A couple of years ago, we were living in New York and my kids ran in the Healthy Kids Running series there. They had a lot of fun with it and I actually really loved having an activity that they both could participate in because they're four years apart, and that's difficult for me to find.
2: Seriously, that both two yeah. boys um,
1: can, <laughs> can <Yes. laughs> really engage in and keep their attention span and right. physically be active? Yes, I understand yes. that. Yep. Um, so when we moved to Pinehurst, they ran in a few like fun runs here and there, but I really wanted to find something more consistent for them, because they had so much fun with it. And after living here for about a year, I got the sense that Healthy Kids Running Series is something that would really work well in this community, so I looked into bringing it here, and when I did, I was completely overwhelmed with the response it got. This community really welcomed this program, and I really appreciated that. So
2: for those of you who might not know that who are listening to this podcast, Pinehurst and Southern Pines tends to be a very active community anyway. Pinehurst is a resort community, and there's golf, and then it's also a big horse community like equestrian programs. It's a very active community, and so I can see how this area would be perfect for healthy kids running. Kiersey, let's move over to you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself, of course, and then tell us how you got connected with this Healthy Kids Running because this is all up your alley.
0: Sure. My background is I'm a physical therapist. I'm a team lead with PDT. So I do management of multiple contract sites and office locations, working with therapists. So I also have two boys and I'm sure Brandy knows two boys really don't sit in the house too well. Um, (laughs) They need a lot of activity. I have very active boys as well. And like you, Brandy, I definitely enjoy the fact that they can do it together. Being a working mama, I can't, always get two kids to different sporting activities or after-school activities at different times. And I really don't want to spend my whole week running ragged after work. And so timing and everything with what it offers on the weekends and it being five weeks was a nice commitment the kids really enjoyed it and my husband and myself we are runners and we are obstacle course racers and so our kids love being a part of that and training with us and it's a great outlet for them. And I think, Kirstie, you said so many
2: wise things in that last little bit about the whole working mama, but yet being able to do something. Quality time is really important when you are a working mom. Being able to do something like this, to me, is quality spent time with your kids. Everybody's active running around, but you're there with your kids doing fun things. And that's really Mm -hmm. important to me as a working mom also. Describe to us what this Healthy Kids Running series is. Give us an overview for somebody who potentially has no experience with this series whatsoever.
1: Well, it's a five-week running series for kids from pre-K to eighth grade. We have one race per week with age-appropriate events. For example, the pre-K kids run 50-yard dash, (laughs) Then the kindergarten, first graders, they run a quarter mile. Second and third graders run half a mile. And then fourth grade, fifth grade, and middle school run one mile. And each week, the kids earn points depending on how they finished. And at the end, the top three boys and girls in each age group receive a trophy. And all participants receive a medal in week five for completing the series. Very cool.
2: So, Brandy, can you give us a history of Healthy Kids Running? I mean, who developed it? How long has it been going on? That kind of thing.
1: Well, it was started in Westchester, Pennsylvania in 2009 Mm -hmm. by Jeff Long. And he developed it as a response to the increasing rates of childhood obesity in America. He wanted to develop a running program that would motivate kids to be healthy and active and really provide a fun environment and to help improve their self-esteem. And then it kind of just spread to surrounding towns. And then soon there were interested parents and runners and health professionals that wanted to bring it to their towns. And it just kept growing. And now I believe there are 110 towns. That wow. Series. That's pretty impressive.
2: And there is a website for the Healthy Kids Running Series. We are going to have on the show notes the different links to the websites and that kind of thing. So if you're not able to write down information while you're listening, maybe you're running while you're listening to this podcast, that will be there so you can check the show notes. What is the purpose for the Healthy Kids Running? I think we've kind of walked around that a little bit already. But what's the purpose? To have kids out running? Uh, yeah, to
1: mm-hmm. get them active, to really promote a, a healthy and active lifestyle in them from a very young age. And really running is something they can do their whole lives. So mm-hmm. um, it's something good for them to, to start now.
2: Gotcha. Can you tell us, Kirsty, what's your connection with Healthy Kids Running?
1: I think
0: a big thing for, again, our family is being active in our community. And so we participated in the fall, which was the first time that it was offered in the Pinehurst area. Mm-hmm. And in going to that, at that time, my little one was three and so they were doing the warm-ups and the stretches and my three-year-old he likes to be very dramatic for mom <laughs> um, so rather than stretch he was more I it was some form of flopping on the floor like a fish <laughs>
2: um, no and, boys are not dramatic No.
0: <laughs> so part of this stemmed from a little bit of like I need to do something else for my child because mom can't be there because <laughs> it's not working. Very well. <laughs> um, but he also goes to Sand Hills Children's Center, um, where I know he participates in yoga with our therapists that lead the yoga program there. And he's very receptive to that and he responds really well. So I'm thinking, hey, my child's not doing very much and he's flopping around like a fish. And it would be so much better if one of them could lead this because I think he would respond much better to them. And our therapists just have a really good way of engaging some of the younger children while still doing a warm up and making it fun and kind of hitting their developmental levels. And I know he's a year older, but he responded so much better to people that he knew and is comfortable with. And we have a lot of kids in the community that go to Hills Children's Center or have in the past or some of our children that come into clinic. We really encourage them to come out to the running series in the springtime because our whole goal of what we do in therapy is always to get them back in the community. Our goal is never from the time they're really little and maybe have a diagnosis or maybe need therapy for something to see them until they're 21 without ever considering, you know, how are we going to get them Mm. back to doing Mm -hmm. something within their environment? And so I thought, well, what a great program and an opportunity where they can be successful and be a part of something and not feel different.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really important for kids um, who have some type of special need or in minor or major, it doesn't really matter at all, but just to feel like they can be a part of regular group stuff that happens because the world isn't going to conform to our people who may have a little bit of extra need in certain areas. We have to help them adapt and integrate into the world. And so I think any series like this Healthy Kids Running series where we can be a part of that is we just connect immediately. You just see a good program. and You're like, oh, I want to be a part of that. So Brandy, are you like I know you um brought this Healthy Kids running series to Pinehurst and stuff, but are you a runner?
1: Well, I was a gymnast, (laughs) Ah. but in my later adulthood, I have gone more towards running. I'm an avid runner, recreational, nothing mm -hmm. beyond that, but I really love it. I do a lot of like five and 10 Ks, but I have done a couple half marathons Hmm. and my older son is really getting into running longer distances and I love being able to do that with him. So where were you a gymnast? in Pennsylvania growing uh, up yes very cool.
2: what's your favorite race 5k 10k half marathon uh
1: i would say 10k mhm
2: do you have you run a marathon
1: before i have not yeah half, half was my maximum <laughs> after that
2: point i mean really isn't it just time to like get in the car you know, I mean, like, really? Like, do we need to? I mean, isn't that why we came? Isn't that why a car was invented? I mean, really? <laughs> we don't. I mean, I, at that point, I'm thinking, okay, is the next 13 miles going to be that much more different than the last 13? Because if they're not, I am good. I've seen it. You know, <laughs> I've run a half marathon before. I'm still recovering, but I did not feel compelled to go the full 26. Kirsty has. Were the last 13 that much different,
0: Kirsty? My husband and I did Oak City up in Raleigh, and Raleigh is so hilly, and <laughs> I know at mile 20. He looked back at me, going straight up this hill, and oh. I looked at him like, "I am never
1: <laughs>
0: doing this again. Oh <laughs>
2: this is horrible." Like, like this. I really, I'm thirteen miles I'm like I listened to every single possible song that I have available. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I have exhausted all the podcasts I can totally listen to, and I, I'm good. Check that box. Give me my medal. I'm going t-shirt. I want a free t-shirt, and I'm going home. So then uh, I guess, Kirsty, after you went and did the first series of Healthy Kids Running, then you contacted Brandy. How did this connection happen with between PDT and Brandy and Healthy Kids Running and us? How did that happen?
0: I just reached out to Brandy and said, hey, we'd like to help out and working with Brandy to find out what did they need help with and what could we offer. That was really how it started. PDT reached out as a sponsor because we want to support what's happening in our community. Right. And then just ways to offer our support and knowing that... It's hard to kind of keep that many children. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes, I say, one of <laughs> Me is is finding volunteers. So when she approached me and mentioned the therapist coming out, I was thrilled. <laughs> and I think that when I do get parents that are willing to volunteer, they are very hesitant to volunteer for the warm ups because I don't feel like they are confident in handling the group of children. And having the therapist come out and seeing how great they were with the kids really, I think, made the program even better.
2: So talk. Us through that like the warm-ups and we will talk about volunteer opportunities because I know to, to get anything like this happening you're probably very dependent upon volunteers and help from the community because how many kids like on an average race day how many kids were there
1: well <laughs> for the spring series we had 328 kids registered
2: wow Yes.
1: That's <laughs> impressive. Wow, Brandy, that's awesome. <gasps> our very first series was last fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, our very first time bringing it to Pinehurst. And what they tell you when you're setting up a first time series is your goal is to get 75 kids. We had 286 oh our my first gosh.
2: time. <laughs> that
1: is fantastic. It was tremendous. And, you know, that was the largest race in the country for wow. the fall and that was the biggest the first time series they ever had so
2: yeah, it's wonderful. And doesn't that says a lot about, well, the series and the community, like what you're saying. What a great community to support that and have their kids out there running. And that is awesome. And think about just the family and child involvement because of all the parents that are really involved and they just want to hang out with their kids. What a great yes. community.
1: Yeah, it is great. That says a
2: lot of good stuff. So then our therapist, so what did our therapist do, So Tell us a little bit about the warm-ups or
0: what we sure. did. When Brandy was all about having us come out and help, um, <laughs> I guess my insight was having seen it before. So I was the only one out of the group when we were sitting down compiling, you know, how does this look? How is this going to go? We had the therapists who wanted to participate and then obviously they needed to know what was happening. So explaining to them how things were broken down and how the program looked. And then what we did was we took each age group and Mm -hmm. what developmentally can they do? So what is appropriate to be able to do with them? A three-year-old can't do a jumping jack, but a two and three-year-old, they can, do head, shoulders, knees, and toes, and we can get some hamstring stretching. So we wanted to gear it more towards what their level was because we want to keep them engaged. And with 300 kids plus, you don't want them all leaving the group and running in all different directions. Mm. So we wanted to be able to have their attention for that short amount of time for warm-ups. So that's what we looked at when we were working with the therapist to develop what each age group was going to do for a warm-up. And by the time you get to the older kids that are Running, you know, the mile. Their warm up looks very, very different than the three year old group. So it was more geared toward the age level and the distance they were running versus here's the list of warm ups that you're going to do.
2: So you're trying to work on, for example, for a three year old, what are the sort of the things you're trying to make sure that you've accomplished with them? You said something about like a hamstring stretch. What other things are important to make sure that they do before they run, or just what do you want to accomplish?
0: I mean, if you're looking at a three year old, their body awareness is they're going to just step all over their friends. <laughs> so, so, Especially little boys. <laughs> yes. So we're looking at, you know, some marching in place. Developmentally, they're starting to be able to stand on one foot, but not for very long. So the fact that our therapists just know, okay, we're not going to be able to do this for 10 seconds, but we can go for maybe three to four is a right. goal. And the marching in place, uh, head, shoulders, knees and toes, just following directions and mm-hmm. then, okay, hold it down for a few seconds, and then again, head, shoulders, knees, and toes, so arms out, twisting like a tree, give them a visual, working on their breathing, so again, just different ways, and, okay, can they count to 10? Can they even attend for 10 seconds versus, you know, the older kids that can hold a stretch for 20 to 30 seconds? So just those subtle differences to help the different age groups to keep them entertained, but also warming up. And
2: I think, you know, if speech therapists are out there listening, this is not something that a speech therapist should be like, oh, yeah, these are just, you know, the motor people. They, because there's so much speech and language stuff and what you just said, it's not even funny, just like attention to task and even the vocabulary and even the analogies and like, you know, uh, switch your arms like a tree um, and that mm-hmm. whole thing and um, you know being able to start do finish we talked about that in a bazillion times in this podcast you know begin an activity be able to do an activity for a count of 10 and then in the activity those are all huge for two three four five six year old kids and so um, I think speech therapists should not or other people who are in different fields or walks of life and you know careers should not shy away from something like this I think this applicable to really anybody anything yeah so Kiersey taught us a little bit about stretching and moving in the warm-ups, because I know that to have a child just to stretch for 10 minutes probably is three-year-olds aren't going to do that, like what we just said. So can you talk to us a little bit about how they would incorporate stretching and movement in the warm-ups?
0: So with the younger group that was doing the 50-yard dash, you had your two to three-year-olds and your four to five-year-old group like if we were to do marching in place, then we would follow it up with like a shorter sustained hold activity. Um, because kids, they can't be still that long. Their bodies are just not made to be still. <laughs> right. Um, so every time they would do a stretch, you gotta, you gotta wiggle it all out and you gotta let them move. They need to move. And that's what's so great about this whole series is it's just all movement. And mm-hmm. these kids, they want to run and they want to move and they, they just can't be still. So even though we're doing stretching, we're doing like if we're going to incorporate some jumping, we're going to do, you know, our little yoga volcano where we go down and then we jump up. And so they get some movement and then we might do a hold pose. Um, so we incorporate to a little bit about what we do with our yoga and those concepts back into what we were doing with the warm up.
2: That makes sense. So move, stretch, move, stretch. Mm-hmm.
0: And then the older children, obviously, that gets a little bit easier. They have a different level of understanding. And I noticed it more in the fall, Brandy, that it was great to see some children come out that maybe they did have special needs or they mm-hmm. had different levels of sensory need. Um, yes. And so to have therapists out there that kind of know what to do or or mm-hmm. how to work with different um, situations because, you know, we're not going to say to a child and expect maybe the same thing out of everybody because it's always based on your level of need and really that participation and accepting where they're at at that moment and then Mm -hmm. developing it. So maybe where they started at week one, they were at a different level by week five.
1: Oh, yeah. I saw a lot of that actually. (laughs) Did
2: did you? I was going to ask you, Brandy, if you saw changes, um, how you saw changes during the weeks in the course of the run. Like, I mean, in charge, you're looking at the whole big picture.
1: Right. And the kids, except for the 50-yard dash, all the kids are timed. So, um I enter all the times every week and wow. I get to see how they improve, which is really fun to see. And even just watching the kids, you could see them get more comfortable and confident as the weeks go on. And I mean, there are some kids that come out the first week and, 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 they're just completely overwhelmed and they don't want to do it. But by the, the end, they're having so much fun with it. So it's, it's, it's really great to see.
2: Do you have kids in advance where the parents have said, um, hey, my child may have some special needs or they tell you in advance or do they just whoever comes the first day comes the first day?
1: I do have some that will tell me and then some that just come. So, you know, I have found that there's been a couple parents who are very worried about having their child with special needs there. But in the end, their child does fine. So... Yeah.
2: <laughs> usually it's the kids who are fine. Sometimes, as parents, we t- with, and, and I think that's maybe any parent. You know, we are always worried mm-hmm. about our child and oh, yeah. want to make sure it goes the best. And in my experience, the kids usually are pretty resilient. Yes. <laughs> the parents yes. need somebody to hold their hand. <laughs> so, yes. um, so, maybe what differences were there this time to last time, Brandy? What, anything different from the second Healthy Kids Running than from the first one?
1: You always learn more, each more series. Kids. Yeah. There, there were more kids. Um, And having the therapists out there for warm-ups, I think, made everything go much more smoothly. And we were able to really get done quicker, I think, the second time around, um, because we knew more of what to expect and, and that kind of thing. And we did get a couple more things from the community, like I know, like, Lowe's Foods, the local grocery store got involved with donating bananas as snacks for the kids. So I feel like as the community learns more about the series, there's going to be more involvement and I think it will just get Bigger and, and more fun for the kids.
2: So what what kind of things do you need volunteers for? Like what do your volunteers do? If you're if you're listening and somebody wanted to, say, I want to do that. What can people do?
1: Well, we need volunteers uh, to run the registration table. Is there is you can um, register the day of the race, and there are some people who did not get a chance to pick up their race bags beforehand, so they can do that on race day. So we need we need people to. Work that table. And then, of course, we need warm up leaders for every age group we have. And we need a whole crew of people at our finish line <laughs> because, um, it gets really crazy there. And we, we're, we're timing the kids. And so we need somebody who's there with the stopwatch and we need somebody who's there recording the times. And we need a few people there that are just making sure kids come through in the right order because towards the end it can get a little bit crazy especially with the the 50 yard dash cuz it's bet. it's mm-hmm. short you, <laughs> you it's,
2: need catchers
1: yes <laughs> you need <laughs> there people there are just really keeping an eye on like how what order the kids are finishing yes and then we have people at the finish line who will tear off the bibs ah. and then keep them in the correct order so i can match them up with their times at the end
2: so lots of good opportunities for high school kids who need volunteer hours
1: yes <laughs> and, um, and we do even need a couple um people just out on the course being cor- uh, course marshals for us too
2: sure yeah so that's a whole community project That's a lot to organize. It is,
1: but it's fun. I like it.
2: How many volunteers do you have? Like, how many did you have last year?
1: We had about twenty in the Mm -hmm. in the spring.
2: Okay, well, good. And a few more would never hurt anything, right? (laughs) How about how about how about sponsorships? Like, what I know PDT sponsors, but what other kind of sponsors have you had? And what do you Um, sponsors? And what do the sponsors do? They just give money, and then you spend it appropriately, or they like Lowe's Foods does the bananas. How does that work?
1: Well, there's different kinds of sponsorships. They can just do where they pay to be a sponsor and their logo gets on our, our t-shirts and they can hang a banner on site each week. They have the opportunity to come out and have a table or a booth or something like that each week. And, you know, if they want to provide volunteers, that's always welcome. Mm-hmm. And if they would rather be like a donation sponsor, like Lowe's Foods was, um, that's another opportunity as well.
2: So do you have any specific, uh, positive success stories to share with us? Kirsty or Brandy, this can be from any perspective.
0: Um, we do, we actually had kids from the clinic that participated and I know that one in particular, mom was, you know, I think a little bit apprehensive about her coming out and maybe would she make it around the whole course? And yeah. we're there to encourage uh, the children also. So our therapists towards the end, you mm-hmm. know, when you could see them start to like get frustrated, maybe with being the last one to come across the finish line, our therapists would jump in and kind of help, oh. help encourage them to the end. And so Seeing that child get faster every week and then need less support and less support. And it's like, I got this. I can do this. And just seeing her come through the finish line and everybody just cheering is just awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: We have a really great crew at the finish line. They they were the same crew we had um, in the fall and the spring. And they really go over the top with really um, supporting all the runners, especially I feel like the ones that need a little bit extra at the end. And you do see a lot of um, the kids who maybe have already finished or, you know, they're waiting for their event, cheering on the other kids. And I love Mm -hmm. seeing that. (laughs) We had all the like second and third grade girls would run first and then the boys would run after them. And the boys would just line up Right on the edge of the course and I just high five all the girls as they ran past. (laughs)
2: That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, I know.
1: It was very
2: cute. One of the, I think, nice things is a lot of our kids, or a lot of kids in general, will never be the star athlete. That's a very small percentage. And I think with running, really anybody can be a success with running, you know? And so I think not many people have the opportunity in this life to be, to have a stadium of people cheering for them or a group of people cheering mm-hmm. for them. And so I, so I think any opportunity you can where you're able to get so many people to cheer for you, I think is great if you can set up your child for that.
0: That is one thing that we teach our kids is because, I mean, again, I have boys. They're competitive by nature. They're competitive mm-hmm. about who finishes their breakfast first. Oh, so, <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean. <laughs> I can push my breakfast faster than
1: you.
0: <laughs> exactly. But but when we go to things like these or when my husband and I race, it's not about anybody else's race. It's your race, and it's about doing it for you and being better than you were yesterday. Not. Mm-hmm. It's not about anybody else. So I think that that's what's so important, too, to teach children when they're young is you know it's a personal goal,
1: yeah, it's really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean my boys are very competitive with each other as well, but when they go to the race series and they're running in different events, <laughs> each of them they're there cheering on their brother, they wait at the mm-hmm. finish line, give high fives and hugs at the end, and it's it's great to see. <laughs>
2: So, Brandy, when people are listening, can you give us the website for the Healthy Kids Running, how to find out more information about the series in general, maybe if they wanted to bring it to their community, and then also maybe specifically about the Running Kids series in Pinehurst. Can you give us both?
1: Well, if you go to healthykidsrunningseries.org, that will give you the information about the program and... You can go to the locations tab on that website and click on any location that you want to learn more about. So you can find the Pinehurst uh, page through that. Okay. And, and Pinehurst also has a, a Facebook page. If you search for Healthy Kids Running Series Pinehurst on, on Facebook, we're on there.
2: So also at, on our website at PediatricDT.com, you can we have a link that you can go to Healthy Kids Running from there. Also on the Working Therapist website where you'll get the show notes, there'll be a link there. And then on our website, you can also see pictures of our therapist and some of the kids and some of the pictures from the last Healthy Kids Running series in the spring. So you can kind of get a visual for what we're talking about, about the workouts and the warm-ups and the runs and that kind of thing. So Brandy, what else is, what's coming next for Healthy Kids Running?
1: Well, uh, locally, we... We'll keep hosting the series and we're always trying to get more community involvement and look for ways to make the events more fun for, mm-hmm. for our families. Mm-hmm. And then as they grow nationally, I'm always looking out for what they're working on there. They keep growing. It's really amazing to see. They had less than a hundred when I brought it here in the fall and now They're up to 110. Just keeps growing. Yeah, so every year they're adding more than one
2: location per year. They're adding several in a year. Mm -hmm. Wow. So when does the next series start for
1: Pinehurst? September 18th is our first race. Yes. And And actually registration will open June 30th. So it's getting close.
2: (laughs) So you can register in advance, and then you can also register the day of the race, and then you can go to each race individually? You could
1: sign up for the whole series, um, five races, or you can sign up for an individual an individual race yes online registration stays open till week three of the races so oh. you can register online up until then um but anytime on on race day or at race bag pickup as well
2: so registration started then june 30th and then mm-hmm. you can just keep registering online or you can come to the day of the event and register there Yes. Well, that's as easy as it gets. So what's the cost?
1: It's $35 to register for the five-week series. Mm-hmm. So you get all five races, your race bag, your t-shirt, and a medal. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to register for a single race, it's $10 per race.
2: And then you, and you can, I know I've said this, but you can register each day. So you could come each race individually and do $10 for that day.
1: Yes. Okay. Um, you cannot register for a single race online. You can only do that in person.
2: Okay. Do you get a t-shirt if you just do a single race?
1: No. um, Those are just for the full series participants. Then,
2: Then I need to get my ducks together. Well, thank you so much for this today. Thank you, Kirstie, as well. And um, this is a great series. So check out the website. There's a fantastic testimonial from a parent from Pinehurst, as well as others from other areas. But I was reading those, and they're really fantastic. So check that out. Check out the website. It's very informative. explains everything, and it's just great. And so that, again, is um, healthykidsrunning.org. Also, there's a link on our, from our website, pediatricdt.com and theworkingtherapist.com. it will connect you over there as well. And then you can also check out other podcasts we've done. They're all on theworkingtherapist.com. So check those out. Bunch of different topics. Something for everybody. So thank you, Brandy. Thank you, Kirstie, for, um, hanging out with us today. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Great information for people. Again, check out those websites. It's on our show notes. And thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been a great time. I'll catch you next time on another episode of The Working Therapist.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's edition of The Working Therapist, an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. If you would like more information regarding this podcast or would like to get in touch with us for any reason, visit us on the web at www.pediatricdt.com. That's PediatricDT.com.